Well, thanks for taking the time to tune in to Going Deeper. Uh, We're thankful at our church that we can offer a midweek type discussion where we can dig deeper into some of the issues that we address on the weekend. And as a lot of you know, right now we're in our sizzle series and we have set out to do this series because we believe as Jesus followers, it's important that we know what we believe, why we believe it, and that we are ready to humbly communicate that with other people. And this past weekend, Pastor Vance taught on finances, on stewardship, specifically debt and bankruptcy. Is it okay to walk away? And so for our discussion today, I've asked a member of our church. His name's Jason Frame, uh, and he's a part of Hope, and he is basically a stewardship prodigy. He's a guy who teaches on this stuff. He travels and does seminars. He writes. This has even been his job for a while, teaching on this biblical idea of stewardship and what it means to handle God's resources in a way that honors him. And so, Jason, thanks for coming, man. I want you to start by talking a little bit about what is it about this topic that you're so passionate about? You know, there's so many things that you could you could spend your time doing and studying and teaching. Why Why this idea of stewardship for you? Well, thanks, uh, Travis, for having me today. But why am I passionate about this topic? I think it's just kind of the way I'm wired. I think everyone is wired in a different way. Some of my friends are great evangelists. They'll go out there and they'll share their faith with people left and right. They'll have no problem going up and talking to someone on the street. But that's not how God wired me. He wired me with just a heart and a mind for numbers and a passion for you know just helping people. Then stewardship really helps me take the two of those things and combine them together. Cool. When did that kind of spark for you in your journey? It really sparked for me back in the year 2000. I was living in the Silicon Valley. I was going through my MBA program and in business school, we always talked about how much money we would need to retire. And I was uh, 27, 28 at the time. And my goal was to have four and a half million dollars by the time I was 35 so I could retire. Hmm. And I had the plan all in place of how to do it. I was working for a startup software company, tens of thousands of stock options, great pay. I was on my way. And then I was in a uh, service one day at church, and our pastor started talking about money. And I'm like, wow, this sounds good. You know, the Bible talks about money. I like money. And so I started going to the study. It was a a crown study. And God used it, and it just totally changed my life. Wow. Um, I knew that the Bible talked about money, and I think we've all heard in churches, you know, the Bible talks about 10% of our money. But really, that's the small part. God, in some ways, doesn't even care about that 10%. It's how we manage the full 100%. And that's what I started to learn. And so I'm going through this class, and in my business school and my finance classes, we were looking at minimizing risk in our investments. And we proved it out mathematically and took probably two class periods just to prove it all out that if you wanted to become as, the least risky as possible, you divide your, your stocks and your bonds and stuff up into seven or eight different categories. If you had less than seven categories, you were very risky. If you had more than eight, if you had, say, 100, you weren't any less risky than you were at eight. So we proved it all out, and I understood it from the math side of it. Then we're going through the study, and I read in uh, the book of Ecclesiastes, it says divide your portion into seven or eight parts because you'll never know what's going to happen in the world. Hmm. Boom, that just stuck to me. God knows what he's talking about. Wow. You know, thousands of years ago, this was written, and here we just proved it out. And, you know, it made a lot more sense just to listen to the easy part than (laughs) prove it out. But really just understanding that the Bible really has a lot to say about finances. And that verse, which is, you know, a real small verse in a small book of the Bible, is what really stuck with me. Hmm. And from that day, I'm like, okay, this is where God wants me. 
Sure. Well, man, I know since that time in your life, God has just grown this and taught you and opened your eyes to a lot of things. As you deal with people, and I know you deal with people specifically in this area, in a lot of different venues, in a lot of different places, mm-hmm. what are some of the what are some of the big problems that you see? If there was two or three that you would say, I'm consistently seeing this mistake made or people with this type of mindset that's wrong, what would a couple of those be that you've noticed as you've kind of been on your journey in teaching this principle? I think one of the biggest things when it comes to stewardship in general is not, you know, the biggest mistake they make is not learning enough, not understanding really how much God does talk about finances in the Bible. Any topic you could ever think about is in there. And so he, he's covered it all. But then when you get into, you know, with the topic of the sizzle conversation with debt and with bankruptcy, some of the real mistakes that people make is they think that they can get out very fast. You know, they think, okay, I can just do whatever I need to do and I'll get out of this debt really fast. But they didn't get into debt really fast in the most, most parts. So it takes a long time. And so it's a process. Hmm. You know, with me, um, when I was going through the Crown study, I found out that I had like 23000 in credit card debt and about 7000 in student loans. It took me a little over three years to pay it off. Hmm. And it was a long process. And, you know, three years, it's hard to kind of wrap your mind around how long that really is. But it was a process. Sure. Some people think that they can just do it overnight. Mm. So that's one of the big mistakes that they make. Wow. And then another one that I've seen, too, in the church world, as we start getting into getting out of debt, we want to start paying off the debt as fast as possible. So we're looking at ways that we can cut out our spending. And one of the things that I've seen, and I've seen people do it over and over again, is they stop giving. And they say, well, God wants me to be out of debt, so I'm going to take what I was given to the church. I'm going to apply it to my debt to try to get out of debt faster. I was talking to a good friend of mine, and she did that. She said, if I stop giving my weekly tithe, I'll be out of debt in 10 months, which is a great goal. And so I talked to her a little bit later on, just about three months later, and I asked her how she was doing. She's like, you know, I haven't been giving because I was going to pay off my debt, and my debt's grown. Hmm. I think when we give, what we're doing is we're putting God back in control of our finances, and he's the one who makes it possible for us to get out of debt. Sure. That's cool, man. That's cool. What would you say are some of the lessons that as you have gotten in this scene that you've had to learn the hard way? You know, you're, you're on this side now, and for the most part, you got a good handle on it, <laughs> you know, and you, you know what God's Word said, you know these principles. What were some things that were just difficult for you to get your head around when you kind of first began this process of, of your stewardship for God? The, I guess the two real things it was the accountability that I needed. For a long time, I thought I could just do it by myself. And I'm, so I was tracking my spending and doing little things here and there, but I didn't have anyone really kind of pushing me and making sure that I was staying on the right track. And without that accountability, I wasn't going very far. Mm-hmm. So that was one of the things I really learned. And then just the patience and the time that it takes. And then like Vance said, it's the learning, the contentment. You know, so that was a struggle for me because here I was, I was in business school and it's all about money. All my friends were talking about all these different things and none of them were really Christians. And so I'm hanging out with these guys all the time but it's my life is totally different, and so I'm I'm really changing, and that was that was tough for me, and I really had to separate myself from a lot of the stuff that we were doing, a lot of the thinking, and really just change my mind and change my thoughts and change what I was listening to, kind of change the input so my output would be different. Wow, and I think that's a key point for our church because a lot of them don't work in a ministry context <laughs> where on a daily basis they're meeting with people to talk about God's principles. They're in businesses where it's you are the top and as mm-hmm. much as you can get that's what you need to get whatever needs to happen to get there is okay and so i think you're worried about you need to change the people that you're listening to and you really need to be in tune with what god wants you to do with and for your money not necessarily a competition around you to right. see who can who can be the best yeah, and then what i do too is I, I was reading a lot 
a lot of God's word, a lot of, you know, books about the Bible and about what God teaches. But I was also taking other business and finance books, but then taking what I was taught and filtering it through the lens of the Bible Mm. to see what was true and taking that truth and then applying it to my life. What would you say are a couple of those books that have really just helped you in this journey in terms of finances combined with God's perspective on them? One of the best ones was, uh, it's called Your Money Counts. It's written by Howard Dayton. He was the guy who founded Crown Ministries. And it's a novel, it's about a, or it's a book, it's about 170 pages long. I think I read it in about two and a half days. I just sat there and devoured it because it was great teaching about what God really wants from us and wants for us. And so that was one of the best ones. And it's part of the Crown Study that we offer here at the church a couple times a year. You know, you read that first and in the study you really dive deeper into what he taught through that. Um, Randy Alcorn, he has a couple books. He has The Treasure Principle, which is a good one. Um, he has, the, I think it's called The oh, Heavenly Rewards or something like that, Rewards in Heaven, mm-hmm. but something you know from Randy Alcorn. Cool. And then the third one, and it's a little bit different, but it's called The Blessed Life by Robert Morris. And he's a pastor down in Texas, and he writes, it's really about his giving journey. And that one, to me, made a big difference because as I was starting to get out of debt, I realized that God was freeing me not just so I could live and do whatever I wanted, so I could help build the kingdom. Mm. Wow. That's awesome, man. That's awesome. Well, I want to get your thoughts real quick just on the weekend. You know, I know there's a lot of people who were like you who kind of live in this world. Mm-hmm. And the week four, the topic of debt and bankruptcy were, was probably the one they were looking forward to the most. You know, for you, what were a kind of a few high points as Pastor Vance taught on this? Uh, what were a couple things that stood out to you that maybe spoke to you in a different way or you think were just important things for our people to really uh, pay attention to? And there were quite a few, you know, great things I said. And one of the parts that I really liked was when we talked about the circles of truth. And, you know, I've been in classes before where they try to use, you know, their thoughts. And um, what's that word? The third level. Personal conviction. Yeah. You know, they try to use their convictions and turn those into truth. Yeah. And they beat up people with it. Hmm. So understanding that, yeah, a lot of this is personal conviction. You know, the Bible doesn't say that debt is a sin, but really debt a lot of times is a result of sin or it's a symptom that something's not right in our life. Mm-hmm. You know, and Vance talked about it a little bit was, you know, that debt is really interferes with relationships. You know, and, you know, we're a church that we're all about relationships. And just think about if you're in debt and you say you're in debt to a family member, you really don't want to be around them. If you owe them money, you can't pay it. That puts a strain on relationships. Mm-hmm. You know, a lot of uh, couples that I've counseled, you know, and you look at the stats on divorces, 95% of divorces have something to do with finances. Sure. So it, you know, being in debt can really cripple re- relationships. Sure. Yeah. So to me, that part of it was huge, how you brought that out. And really understanding that, you know, there are some times when we just can't do it. Mm-hmm. You know, when I was reading his personal conviction up there, I agreed with probably about 90% of it. There was a few things that I would have worded a little bit differently or whatnot, but it was very strong. I thought very good because there are times when, you know, it's just impossible to to pay it back. Right. Yeah. And I think in terms of the conviction, you know, you said you agree with 90 percent and that's okay. (laughs) You know, that doesn't put anyone at odds because God calls us to look at his truth and from his truth develop our own personal convictions about these these key areas. So I think that's a that's a good word. Now, one thing I hope that we are really wanting to do is coming out specifically out of week four is offer some resources. And we had 
a message series that Pastor Vance taught several years ago. We also sold the book, The Treasure Principle. A lot of people got a hold of that. But we're also offering a class. And Jason, you're going to be leading that. Talk to us a little bit about why do it, uh, what's kind of the, the main content you're going to be looking at, and how would you encourage people, if they're not already signed up, maybe to plug in and be a part of this class? Mm-hmm. I think it's a great class. It's called Managing Your Finances God's Way. It's uh, put out by Crown uh, Financial Ministries and Saddleback Church down in California. And actually, a good friend of mine put it together. He did the whole study. It's a video-based teaching, so I'm not going to be doing a lot of the teaching. I'm just going to be facilitating some discussion afterward. But in some ways, that's a good thing because the teacher's on there. You have Rick Warren. And, you know, he's been doing a lot of great teaching the last few years, especially in this area of stewardship. Um, you have Chuck Bentley, who's now the CEO of Crown Ministries. You have Howard Dayton. He was the guy who founded Crown Ministries. Wow. You have Ron Blue teaching two of the weeks. And if you don't know who Ron Blue is, he's written a bunch of books, but he's also a personal investment advisor and very knowledgeable. So he teaches two of the weeks on saving and investing. And uh, then finally, they, you have Chip Ingram who is the head of Moody Bible College. So you have great teachers that are going to come, and they're going to talk on different topics. Debt and bankruptcy is one of the topics out of the seven. But it's really about the stewardship journey overall. Wow. And that's taking place when, and what's kind of the time period that they would be involved? It starts this Sunday, uh, November 1st, and it goes from 1030 till about noon. So we're running at the same time as service. That way you can come go to the 9 o'clock service, um, afterward, you go into the class, and you'll be done by noon. And if you have children, you can just check them in for two services, which is a great thing, too. Sure. Absolutely. And the thing I like about the class, and it was great to offer all the different resources, and you know, I love Randy's book. I haven't listened to the message series, but I know that you know, with the way Vance teaches, it's going to be a great series, too. The thing that is good about the class is you get the accountability. It's seven weeks. We're not going to be sitting there talking to, you and, talking to you and asking you, how much money do you have? How much do you make? How much debt do you have? None of that's going to ever get shared. But we're going to say, you know what, are you keeping on track? Are you tracking your spending and doing the things you need to do to come up with a plan? Mm. Uh, one of the, the cautions that I always try to give the first day going in, if you're listening to this too, is understand that if you go to the seven-week class, you're not going to be solid on your plan. It's a growing process. It'll probably take you know, a good three to six months until you have a solid plan in place. Mm. And then you start living that plan out. And then based on whatever situation you're in, it can take you know, a year to ten years. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah, and if you want to be a part of that class, you can just contact the church office and ask for Amy, and she can give you all the details and sign you up to be a part of that class, as Jason said, starting this Sunday, November the 1st. Well, Jason, as we close, what would be just a couple of words of encouragement? I know you can't give the vast amount of knowledge and information, but what are just a couple ways if somebody's out there right now and they're just in a hard place, you know, they're just struggling, uh, on, on your side, you know, having been there in some mm-hmm. tough situations, and now you're on the other side. How would you encourage them at this point? You know, I've been there. It's, it's tough. You feel that you know, I'm in so deep, and I, I wasn't even in really deep. 23000 is a lot, but really it's not. I've worked with people who've had over $200,000 in credit card debt. But we all hit the same place. You get to that point where you realize that you can't do it yourself. You need God. And then you also need help. And, you know, for a lot of people, myself included, Admitting that I had a problem was hard. Mm-hmm. Finding someone that I could say, you know what, here's where I'm at. I need some help. And getting over the pride issue. Wow. But I was able to do it. I've seen hundreds of people be able to say, you know what, I'm tired of living this way. I want to live how God wants me to. Mm-hmm. And it's just you know, taking that step. And that It's kind of a leap of faith sometimes mm-hmm. to, to just jump out there and say, you know what, I'm not going to live the way the world tells me to. I'm going to live the way God does. Wow. 
Well, man, that's solid, dude. And I appreciate you taking the time just to kind of share with us your journey. And also, as you're going to be leading this class, I know that's an investment of time and those kind of things. But I know you do it because you care about our people. And you want to see people experience the freedom that you can have by living uh, the way God wants them to live. So, man, I appreciate you being here. Yeah, definitely. Uh, if you missed the weekend talk, it is now up on our website, hopebabischurch.com, and you can check it out. And also on iTunes, it's up there, and you can get some information, uh, more information about our church there on our website. Coming up this weekend, we have the topic Church and Government. Are they separate? And Pastor Vance is going to be laying out for us a biblical perspective on this topic. Also coming up this Saturday, we have Trunk or Treat happening at our Pebble Campus, 180 East Pebble Road, from 6.30 to 9 o'clock. And we would love for you to be a part of that. Bring your family, invite your friends. We're going to have a great time um, to offer a safe alternative for our family. So thank you for tuning in. I hope to see you this weekend uh, at our weekend service. And we'll be back next Thursday with another episode of Going Deeper. Also, you can follow us on Twitter at Hope Church LV and keep up with moment by moment of what's happening here at Hope Baptist Church. Have a great week. We'll see you this weekend. If all you've ever known is what you see then how could you ever dream of being free and what good is dreaming If we don't